Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Teachers Tuesday. Yes, it's Teachers Tuesday, and we have an awesome show for you today. I am so excited about it. I'm telling you, God is awesome. But first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements I want to make. First of all, I want to remind all of you, we have a quarterly coming up. Yes, we do, in July. Yes, July 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd. Make plans right now to attend. I'm telling you, we had an awesome quarterly in April, and it was just amazing what God did and what he brought forth during the ministry of of that weekend. You don't want to miss July. No, you don't. And and what a better time to come to the Midwest in July, yes. So we have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself on one channel. And on the other channel, we have Prophet Gary and Prophet Greg Burpee on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. We have blogged, um, we have Sabbath service available. You know what? We are scattered. Ephraim, we are a remnant, and we are scattered all over this world. And so you probably do not have a fellowship in your area. Do you realize that most of us do not have a fellowship in our area? And so we have available a fellowship that you can watch on YouTube with Prophet Mark Reinbold every Friday night. And that is exciting. And then we also have our midweek service on Wednesday. And that's available on our YouTube channel as well. That channel, Jewish Prophet. So tune in to both of those because you know what? You need that fellowship. You need it. You need it. Well, as I said, today is Teacher's Tuesday. Yes, it is. And we are going to continue on with uh, the sermon that we began or the ministry we began uh, on last week called God Will Allow What You Allow. God will allow what you allowed and we looked we looked at this and 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 we began to see that faith comes by hearing and the more you hear something and hear something and hear something the the more you're going to believe it 
I know today I was working out in, in my garden and, and a, a man drove by, stopped his vehicle, rolled down the, the window, and he looked at me and he said, he said, work is never done. And he, and he went on to explain how that he had his house, his mother's house, and the church, which is next to my home, that he was, was taking care of. And he said, and I'm not even retired. And he said, work is never done. And he drove off. And I thought about that as he left. I could keep hearing him say, work is never done. Work is never done. And I kept hearing that and hearing that and hearing that in my head. And, and you know, I began to ponder that. Work is never done. Hmm. Work is never done. Do you realize that work, we are told spiritually to work for the night cometh when what? We can work no more. So the work will be done. There will be a day when work won't be something we do. And you know what? I've always told my children, and I've always lived by this philosophy, you make work fun. It's all about your attitude. You see, I was working in my garden, but it wasn't work to me. It was fun. Oh, yeah, there's, it was labor intense. I was, I was shoveling uh, dirt. And, 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 you know, that takes muscles. But you know what? That's good for me. And I'm thankful I can do it. So, you see, faith comes from hearing. And if you hear all the time, work is never done. I hate my job, blah, blah, blah. You will eventually begin to believe that. But if you hear, make work fun. Even if you don't like to do it. You know, I can remember as a kid canning. We'd be canning, and, and it was hot. I mean, when you're canning tomatoes, when you're, can, when you're doing corn, it's hot, humid weather. And we didn't have air conditioning. And you had the stove on, and you had water boiling, and you had a lot of humidity you were creating in the house above and beyond the humidity that was out there because of the sunshine and the weather. But you see, I knew as a kid, make it fun. Make it fun. And we would laugh and we would joke and we would have a good time and, and we made it fun. And my memories of canning are not dreaded. They are fun. They are family times when we work together as a family. You can make whatever it is that you are doing right now you can make it fun or you can make it a dreaded thing based on what? Your attitude. But faith comes by hearing. And we, we went into that last week. And then we looked at Yeshua, looked at Peter, and he said, Peter, Satan has requested to sift you like wheat. In other words, he said, Peter, Satan has requested to try your faith to see if you really believe what you've been speaking out of your mouth, Peter. Now, Yeshua didn't say, Peter, I told him no. No, he didn't say that, did he? No. He said, Peter, I have prayed that your faith doesn't fail. I have prayed that your faith doesn't fail. And then we went on to talk about how the Yeshua has done everything for us. And on the cross, he cried, it's finished. It is finished. So if, if God is not going to stop Satan from trying Peter, if God is not going to stop Satan from sifting Peter as wheat, then he ain't going to stop Satan from putting us through things, is he? 
still got, I mean, look, look at Acts. Look at Acts. Peter understood this. Peter really understood this. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 34. We're going to start right there today. Acts 10, 34. I'm telling you, God, God will allow what you and I allow. What are you allowing in your life right now? What are you allowing? Acts 10, 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive. Of a truth, I perceive. He was perceiving something, and it was truth. He said that God is no respecter of persons. You know what that means? If Yeshua didn't stop Satan from testing Peter, if God didn't stop Satan from testing Job, they are not going to stop Satan from testing you and I. But, Yeshua said, I have prayed that your faith fail not. It's about faith. It's about faith. God will allow what you allow. Where is your faith at? Is your faith in, oh, my job, why I have to work, it's drudgery? Or is your faith in, I, work is never done, that's fine, we're going to work until... We can't work no more, and we are going to make it fun and enjoyable and have a good time. We are going to have the right attitude. We are going to use faith. We are going to use faith. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. I'm telling you, God said, without faith, you cannot please him. Without faith, you cannot please God. Matthew 9, we're going to start in verse 20. This is about the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years. Girls, can you imagine that? 12 years. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, for she said in herself, See, it was her attitude. It was her faith. She said in herself, if I can just touch his garment, I will be made whole. Now, what was it she was touching? His tallit. His tallit. And Yeshua turned about, and when he saw her, he said, now I want you to underline this, daughter, Be of good comfort. Thy faith. He didn't say, daughter, be healed. He didn't put his hands on her and praise over her. He didn't command that issue of blood to stop. No, he said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Prophet described that as pulling on the anointing. Pulling on the anointing. And that is something that he had told us over and over again. And I want to tell you too. You come in July expecting God to do something for you. You come and pull on the anointing. You have the attitude, if I can just make it to the quarterly, I will have this solved in my life. And the woman was made whole from that hour. The woman was made whole. So Yeshua said, it's your faith, Peter. It's your faith that's going to get you through this thing, Peter. And God is saying the same thing to you and I. What is it you're going through today? This woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years. And Yeshua said, it's your faith, and you're made whole. Your faith made you whole. Peter, it's your faith that's going to get you through this. 
Let's go to go on down to chapter 15. We're in Matthew. Matthew 15:22 through 28. Behold, a woman of Canaan. We're in verse 22 through 28. Matthew 15. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast. Now, I want you to understand, this woman was a, of Canaan. She was a Canaanite. She wasn't an Israelite. A Canaanite. And she cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. What was she doing? She pulling on the anointing. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed of the devil. Maybe she had depression. Somehow the devil was vexing her daughter. I remember Prophet talking about down in, in uh, South America. He, when he went down there to minister out in the jungles, there was, in that village, they talked about, they had what they called a, a water spirit. And they said, they said that if someone had the water spirit, they'd get up and, and, and in the middle of the night, they'd just go walk out into the river until they drowned. Water spirit, they called it. And so they'd have to, they'd have, to have people set a watch and watch these, these people that have this spirit. The prophet said, well, I can take care of that. And so he said, bring me one of these, one of these people that's got the water spirit. And he cast the stinking devil out of her. And then word went around in the jungle. And all of a sudden, he started having all these people that had the water spirit. I mean, this was a real thing that was going on. Here in America, we have a real thing going on called depression. This woman said, my daughter is grievously vexed, vexed to the devil. And he answered her not a word. Well, now that's a little rude. Well, no, she was a Canaanite. She's a Canaanite. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away because she keeps crying after us. She's creating a scene. We can't go shopping in Wally World without her crying after us. We can't go to the local, local uh, restaurant because she's out there crying. Have mercy on me, son of David. And so he answered and said to her, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, lady. I'm not sent to you. You're a Canaanite. You don't qualify. Then she came, and she worshipped him. And she cried, Lord, help me. And he answered, and he said, it is not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Now he called her a dog. He called her a dog. He said, I, I cannot take what is for the children of God, their bread, and cast it to you, you dog. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs. From the master's table. She goes, I just want a crumb. I just want a crumb. I don't need you to feed me. I just want a crumb. Just drop a little morsel. Just a little little crumb. It's all I need. And Yeshua answered and said to her, oh woman, listen, listen what he said to this Canaanite woman. Oh woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. She was a heathen from a heathenistic country. They probably worshipped pagan gods. And he said, great is thy faith, woman. She had great faith. What about you? Do you have great faith? Would Yeshua look at you and say, great is thy faith? 
Would he say that to you or would he say, you, your faith is wavering like James talked about. You believe one minute and don't the next. He said, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. God will allow what you allow. He said, woman, whatever it is that you want, you have faith for it, you get it. She wanted her daughter relieved of that spirit. And it says her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Wow. The woman with the issue of blood. He looked at her and said, Thy faith has made thee whole. This Canaanite woman. He looked at her and said, Great is thy faith. Be it done unto you as you will. Wow. Look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, we're going to start at verse 46. Yeshabakaha. This is about blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. It's going to start in verse 46. And then he came to Jericho. And he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging. So they're leaving Jericho. There's a bunch of people with them. And here sits this blind man begging. Well, he didn't have any way of making money. And when he heard that it was Yeshua of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Yeshua, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, remember, there was people with him, with Yeshua. And many of them charged Bartimaeus that he should hold his peace. Hey, hey, blind man, be quiet. Don't bother him. Don't bother Yeshua. He's a minister of God. He's on a mission. Don't bother him. Isn't that what the church tells us? You're not important to God. Hush up. Your problem's not that big. Hush up. We got rituals to do. We have important things to do. Blind Bartimaeus wasn't going to quit, though. It says he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Yeshua stopped. And he commanded, hey, bring that heckler to me. He didn't call him a heckler, though, did he? Bring that man to me. And they called the blind man, saying to him, be a good comfort. It's okay, Bartimaeus, he's calling you. You see, if he would have listened to them and had shut up and held his peace, he'd still be blind when the day died. But he was like, no, Yeshua is walking by. Son of David, have mercy on me. My opportunity to see is walking by. I'm not going to hold my peace. Not going to hold my peace. And now they're the very ones that told him to shut up are going, hey, be a good comfort. Hey, he's calling you. It must be your time. Bartimaeus cast away his garment and rose up and came to Yeshua. That was his garment that allowed him to beg. And Yeshua answered and said to him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? 
Jesus like, what do you want? The blind man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Do you realize he could have said a lot of things? He said, he could have said, Lord, that I get enough money today to, to feed myself for the next week. Lord, that I... I have, that I'm about to lose my house and I need, I need that. No, Bartimaeus said, I want to see! Now what did Yeshua do? You know, there were times when he reached down and made mud with his spit and put it on blind eyes. There were times he did that. But look, listen to what Yeshua did. Yeshua said to him, go thy way. Get out of here. Leave. Be gone. He said, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Bartimaeus had so much faith. Yeshua didn't pray for him. He didn't lay hands on him. He just said, you go right on, Bartimaeus, because your faith. He pulled on that anointing. He said, Yeshua is here I want to see. And Yeshua said, you're going to see, Bartimaeus, because it's your faith that'll make thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And Yeshua went on his way. Yeshua went on his way. God will allow what you allow. Is your faith great? Is your faith great enough that even when people say, God won't give you that, you can't pray for that. That's too big. That's too hard. That's just, no, don't be asking God for that. Hush up. Is your faith strong enough that you're going, my God, can you do anything? With him, nothing is impossible. I can believe for that. Your faith, your faith, what do you allow in your life? What is it that you're just, just, just wallowing in because of unbelief? It's your faith. God said to the woman with the issue of blood, it's your faith. God said to the woman from Canaanite, great is your faith. And here he said to blind Bartimaeus, he said, your faith has made you whole. Go on, go on. Your faith has made you whole. Wow. Let's go to Luke. Chapter 17. This is about the ten men that were leopards. Ten men who were leopards. Luke 17, verse 11. God will allow what you allow. And it came to pass. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village there, met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. Now, leopards, that means there was something on their skin that in the Old Testament, God commanded that if if somebody had these legions on their skin, that, that they uh, they had to be without the camp. They couldn't be with everybody else. It was contagious. And he said, and so these men were they were they were far off, and they lifted up their voices and they said, Yeshua, Master, have mercy on. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. 
Go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, just like, just like God, God says you have to make that first move. You have to have faith. And they had to have faith to get up and start going to go show themselves to the priest. Now, when they got up and started walking, they still had leprosy. But as they went, as they went, they were cleansed and the leprosy was gone. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Hallelujah! Woo! I'm not a leopard anymore! Thank you, Father! Hallelujah! And he fell down on his face at Yeshua's feet, giving him thanks because he was a Samaritan. You see, he wasn't of the house of Israel either, was he? He was a Samaritan. And Yeshua answered and said, Was there not ten that were cleansed? Where's the other nine? How many times have you gotten healed and didn't even bother to thank God and praise him for it? The other nine didn't bother. Hallelujah. We got we we're cleansed, we're no longer leopards. Great, fantastic, but they didn't even bother to praise God. Well, I went up in line, I got prayed for, God healed me. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Thank him for it. Said, Where's the other nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. He said to him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith. There it is again. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. God wants us to look. And understand that it takes faith. Where is your faith today? Let's turn to, to Psalms 121. Psalms 121, verse 4. Behold, he that keepeth Israel. Now, who keeps Israel? God does. He that keeps Israel will never slumber nor sleep. See, God doesn't have to sleep. God doesn't have to go take a nap. You and I, our bodies wear out. We've got to take a nap. We've got to go sleep. God never slumbers or sleeps. God is always watching, always taking care. Hallelujah. Galatians. Chapter 3, verse 13. So God doesn't sleep. What is it that you're going through? You know, there's times when we're, when we're praying, we, we feel like that God doesn't hear us. Maybe he's sleeping. Nope, he's not sleeping. God can hear you. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. You see, Yeshua became the curse. So that we could have life, have control over your destiny. Yeshua took the curse. 
God never sleeps or slumbers. What do you allow in your life that you shouldn't be allowing? Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2. And it shall come to pass, if thou wilt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. We all know Deuteronomy 28, don't we? To observe, to do all, say all, all of his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. God will set you high above all nations of the earth. You see, it didn't matter that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in Babylon. It didn't matter that Joseph was in Egypt. It didn't matter that the Israelites were in Egypt. If you will do all that God commands, he will set you high above all those nations. And we can read those accounts in Torah. And we know that when their faith in God was strong, they overcame. Verse 2. All these blessings shall come on thee. I like this next word. And overtake me. Have you been overtaken by blessings? All these blessings, not part of them, all of them. The blessing of health, the blessing of prosperity, the blessing of of companionship, the blessing of whatever it is that you need. All the blessings of God will overtake you if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Wow. Doesn't matter if you're a stranger. Doesn't matter if you're not an Israelite. If you will believe, if you will do, the blessings will overtake you. On down to verse 8. The Lord shall command. Oh, God is going to command the blessings upon you. Upon your storehouse, that'd be your savings. And in all that you set your hand to. What have you set your hand to today? What have you set your hand to this spring? What have you set your hand to do? God will bless thee. He will command the blessing. I just became a beekeeper this past few weeks. Got my my first set of beehives. Never done it before. Didn't know anything about it. I've been researching, studying, learning. God will command the blessing because I set my hand to keep bees. He will command the blessing and I will have blessed bees. In all that you set your hand to. And he will bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. My land, my property that I have here, it's blessed. It is blessed. Anything I set my hand to is blessed. It'll prosper. But you see, I have to be be qualified. How am I qualified? I keep the commandments, and I hearken to his voice. That's how. 
That's how. Let's go down to verse 60 and 61. Moreover, moreover, now this is if you don't hearken to his voice. This is if you don't keep his commandments. He said, moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt which thou wast afraid of. What diseases are you afraid of today? And they will cleave to you. And also every sickness, every plague, which is not even written in the book of the law. That would be anything that comes down the pike. Oh, we just got done having a plague, didn't we? COVID-19. It'll cleave to you if you don't keep the commandments. Then will the Lord bring upon you until you're destroyed. I'm telling you, the world's in trouble. This nation is in trouble. Some of your neighbors are in trouble. We're watching judgment happen. Storms. Plagues. God is going to keep sending it and keep sending it and keep sending it until they are destroyed. But you see, at any time, at any time, they can begin to keep the commandments. They can begin to hearken to the voice. They can have faith and it'll turn around. God will allow what you allow. You're going to go do it your own way? God says, go right ahead. You do it your own way? I'll send the diseases so they destroy you. You want to do it my way? I'll command the blessings to come to you. Numbers 14. Numbers chapter 14, verse 29. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that are numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which I have, which have murmured against me. God doesn't like murmuring. I can remember growing up. My parents, they'd say, I remember this one, one. Yeah, I remember this one time. I'd been to church camp. I came home from church camp. I was all excited. I mean, I'd had me a good time at church camp. And I wanted to tell mom and dad all about it. And I'm just standing there just talking to them and talking to them. And they're like, hey, go change your clothes. It's corn day. we got corn to do. I went to the bedroom and I was a murmuring. I wanted to tell them how grand a time I had, and now I got to do corn. Now, corn day was a big day at our house. It started real early in the morning, real early, sunrise. They picked the corn, and then you shucked the corn. Then you blanched the corn, and then you cut the corn off the cob, and you put it in the bags to put in the freezer. Now, I had got home about noon. The picking, the shucking was done, and the silking. And they were blanching and cutting the corn off. Now, we did several hundred ears on corn day. We usually had one corn day and we did enough for the whole winter. So I went in the bedroom and I changed clothes and I'm a 
about the good time I had. I don't want to work. I got out there. They handed me a pan and some corn and a knife, and they said, now you can tell us about what a good time you had, but you cut corn off while you're talking. They did not allow murmuring. They were always saying, you change that attitude or I'll change it for you. God doesn't like murmuring. He doesn't like it at all. And he said, if you're going to murmur against me, well, I'll just let you wander around in the wilderness. And so that's what he did. This is about whenever the spies went into the promised land, 10 of them came back with an evil report is what the Bible says, an evil report. It wasn't good. And Joshua and Caleb came back and said, we can do it. Why? Their faith was strong in God. But the people believed the evil report. And they cried all night. And they murmured, Moses, why didn't you leave us in Egypt? Brought us out here to die. God says, not a problem. I'll let you wander around. Everybody from 20 years old and up is going to die out in that wilderness. Because they murmured against me. God said, you want to die in the wilderness? I'll let you die in the wilderness. You can have what you believe for. You can have what you believe for. God will allow what you believe. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14, 12. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Moses, leave us alone. We like being slaves. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we die in the wilderness. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. They were convinced they were going to die in the wilderness. That's what they believed. And they were murmuring against Moses. They were murmuring against Aaron. And they were murmuring against God. And God said, you guys want to die in the wilderness? Not a problem. Die in the wilderness. That's what God says to us. You want to murmur? Exodus 16, verse 2. Chapter 16, verse 2. Exodus 16, 2. The whole congregation of the children murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. What are you doing? What have you murmured to God about? Well, God, this is just too hard. God, this, you know, God, it's just... Yeah. There's everybody wants, wants this job I want, God. I don't think I qualify. God's like, not a problem. Somebody else can have a job. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life. Listen to this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. God will allow what you allow. What are you speaking? Are you speaking death? Or are you speaking life? It's in the power of your tongue. Yeshua, have mercy on me. Yeah, but the dogs eat the crumbs. Just give me the crumbs, God. Your faith has made me thee whole. Great is thy faith. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You cause things to happen. 
You cause things to happen by what you speak. You either have faith in God or you have faith in the devil. You have faith in achieving it or you have faith in not. Where is your faith at today? What are you speaking today? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 3.12. Proverbs 3.12. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. God is correcting some of you today. God's correcting all of us. Every one of us has something that we murmur about. Every one of us has things that we haven't acted in faith over. We're waiting on God, and God says, you can't wait on me. It's finished! You're not waiting on God. God says, you ain't waiting on me. Where's your faith? Verse 21, we're in Proverbs 3, 21 and 20 through 26. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. This is talking about the word of God, his statutes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they life, they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shall thy walk in thy way safely, and thy foot will not stumble. You're going to walk in your way safely. I remember Prophet talking about whenever he was traveling and flying in the third world, and, and, and his mom was terrified that, that the plane he was on was going to wreck. He said, Mom, that plane ain't going to crash with me in it and if it does I'll be the only survivor it could kill everybody but I won't be killed why because God said if you will walk in my ways he said I'll make sure you're in safety I'll make sure you're in safety. I'll make sure that you're not in the mall when the gunman comes. And if you are, I'll make sure you're at the, you're at the other end from where the bullets are. If you will keep wisdom and discretion, you can walk in safety. When thou lies down, thou shall not be afraid. Yea, thou shall lie down, and thy sleep will be sweet. How many of you lie down at night and your sleep's not sweet? You lay there, you worry, and you fret, and you're afraid of something. God said, you lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. You don't have to be afraid. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes. We have watched the desolation. We've seen tsunamis. We've seen hurricanes. We've seen fires, floods, tornadoes. We've seen the desolation of the wicked. You don't have to be afraid. He said, don't be afraid. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. Where is your confidence in? Your ability? No, in God's ability. And shall keep thy foot from being taken. God will keep your foot from being taken. God is your protection. God will allow what you allow. Where is your faith today? 
Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Ye koda boho shika bahamaha. Ye koda boho mashika da bahamakaha. La baya lo bo la baya la 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 bo. Sika da bahamakaha. There's some of you that is, as I've ministered, you're like, Sister Donna, my faith wavered. I've murmured. I haven't praised God for what he's given me. You need to repent. I want you to pray with me, Father. Forgive me. Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me for being fearful. Father, forgive me for not praising you. Father, forgive me for my lack of faith. Father, forgive me for not doing your word. Father, forgive me for not keeping your commandments. Father, forgive me for not hearkening to your voice. Yes, God. Father, forgive me. In the precious, precious name of your Holy Son and by his blood, Yeshua, 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 you are forgiven. God's word says that when you repent, he casts your sin as far as east as unto west, which means he will never again bring it up. Now you change. You slap your flesh. You get into his word. You Build your faith by hearing and 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 hearing what God has to say about your problem that you're dealing with. Your faith has made you whole. Great is your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Amen. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. And I remind you that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Shalom. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
there are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.